it going, everybody? I am Luke, and I am joined, as always, by Joe, and this is the season debut, season premiere of the Charging Buffalo podcast, season number three. Uh, we're back in the stew, so you're going to hear a difference in quality, I think a much-needed change. Uh, Joe, how how are you? I'm doing fantastic. Glad to be back <laughs> in our studio. Can you believe it's already been three seasons? It has Seems been. like just yesterday we were getting this thing started a couple years ago, and now we're back. Season three. It's a new day yes. for Buffalo Sabres hockey. Hopefully. Hopefully. I think we, we said this about a year ago, too, but yes, Those were, we're very excited. Those were season to start. Those were fun times in the beginning. Yeah, those uh, were fun times. I, we, what was we the original this app? all the time. What was Spreaker. the Spreaker. Yes. Okay. Spreaker. Now, if, you, if you've been listening since the Spreaker days, you are a true champion. Mm-hmm. Now we, we, we pay for this. Yes. <laughs> a lot. <laughs> we, a lot of money lot of we're money. paying. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Uh, but anyways, yeah. Prospect Challenge is coming up. It is. Tomorrow. Yes. Tomorrow. Yes, it is tomorrow. Sometimes yes. I lose track of the days, but tomorrow... The prospects will be out. It, this is starting to get real. This is starting to get real. This thing, it's right around the corner. Less than a month away. Training Sabres camp is in starting. seven days too, right? I believe so. Yeah. Something Some teams open that. up yeah. on the 13th, I know. I know that's Panarin's cutoff date for, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Panarin, he's a goner. But yeah. anyways. Yeah. yeah. Remember last year, season two? Oh, yeah. Yes, we were excited. The uh, Sabres versus I don't Montreal. Know I don't know why we were excited. That everyone was ex- Everyone drank the Kool-Aid. They mm-hmm. thought that just because Dan Bilesman was gone, we were going to just run off into the sunset and make the playoffs. It do- just doesn't work like that. Mm-hmm. A coach, it's not the 80s anymore where a coach can just rally the boys up and just make a run for the playoffs. Ted Nolan... The days of Ted Nolan motivating his way to success are mm-hmm. over. I have said this many times. I don't think coaching is that important in the NHL. It's all about it's the players. raw talent and the players. You know what they say? There's an old analogy. You all know why they don't fire, uh, or you all know why they fire the coach because he can't fire the players. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah. and the thing was the argument with Bilesma. Well, he wasn't that great. I don't think he was the problem, but he wasn't that great of a coach, in my opinion, at least. But if the rumors of Eichel and Bilesma clashing were true, and I think they were, what are you going to do? Are you going to fire the coach and GM, or are you going to trade the face of the franchise? The decision is very simple. Well, I'm, uh, And they did just that. Let's be happy that, uh, I mean, as far as we know, things have turned around. I feel, Hopefully. It's a broken record at this point, the saying that every season now but yeah no no coaching drama uh we have the coach that we want i think uh, and i i'm already i asked for questions last night and a lot of people are asking when is housley going to be in the hot seat are you kidding they're just going to fire a coach every year there's not a single person in buffalo that did not want Bill those Housley are the dudes the that call in to local sports radio and are like why don't we sign a guy like Scotty Bowman? Bring him out of retirement. He can, or something like that. Like, uh, where, where's Mike Keenan? We need someone to give these guys a kick in the butt. And those people exist. That's true. Hashtag suburban hockey dads. That's true. Mm-hmm. And I think Cowsley's a good coach. Mm-hmm. I truly do. I just think, like any coach, you need to have a good team. Yeah succeed and mm-hmm. when Phil Housley has a good team and it's certainly trending in that direction the Sabres will succeed and Housley will be touted as a good coach yes simple as that but we were starting with the prospects uh, well, we're gonna start with the uh, recap of the offseason yes 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 so of course it started with the draft uh, we all know that Rasmus Dahlin. The events there that occurred go. there, Rasmus Dahlin uh, being acquired for Buffalo Sabres. Much needed so boost. Yes, much, much, need, much needed boost. Imagine the tone of every everything around this team if they, say, picked fourth and drafted Brady Kachuk instead. It would be... There'd still be excitement. There would still be optimism. You know? I still think there would be optimism, but... I don't. There's people. There's people who legitimately think this team has a shot at the playoffs. 
I think there's a chance. I don't think it's a realistic possibility. The hockey news has us either nine or ten. In I think their, that's fair. Uh, standing in the Eastern Conference standing, they're going to be much better. I think they're going to be a lot better. Mm-hmm. The fact that they have finally a game changer on the back end in Darlene, they added more depth and guys like Patrick Berglund, Vladimir mm-hmm. Sabatka, brought Scott Wilson back. Oh, the bottom yeah. six is much improved. I my think my man Scotty Ice back on the team. And then you're going to get contributions from the younger players. Casey Middlesat's going to be up. Brendan Gooley. Hopefully Linus Allmark can make the step. Mm-hmm. But I just don't know if it's all going to gel together and they're going to be able to step up and make that 30-point jump. Maybe in a few years' time we'll, we'll develop like the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning did. They got their yeah. defenseman, Victor Hedman. They have their guy, exactly. Steven Stamkos. And it took Hedman a Casey Middlestack could be the Kucherov. Oh my you know? I, I, hey, <laughs> you know what I'm saying. Yeah. He could be the Kucherov. Let's hope. To Eichel Stamkos. Can we get a real Kucherov, though? Like somebody just get in the second round and becomes a top ten player in the league. Artemi Panarin. <laughs> I love I don't think they can afford Panarin. Well, I don't think he wants to come here. Yeah, either, you know? Panarin, Panarin he wants to go to the allegedly Rangers. is a big city guy. And he yeah. wants to go play on the coasts. But mm-hmm. anyways, yes. And I'm not going to mention every pick, but just... Artemi Panarin's name kind of sounds like A.J. McCarron. Okay. <laughs> you know. AJ McCarron traded to the Raiders fifth round pick. Yeah, yeah. That's right. Big moves. Well, Big money moves yeah. by the Buffalo Bills. Big money moves. Uh, okay. Well, and yeah. then first pick in the second round, they got Matias Samuelson. I think Samuelson. I love Samuelson. I, I like him. He's not. I mean, he's not a bad skater, but I don't think he's a good skater. He's just average. He is. He's a, okay for his size. Yeah. Skating wise, a guy like him who has his skill set doesn't particularly need. I think uh, the most speed in the world. He has a brilliant shot, and he has great size. And I think uh, size and a good shot is certainly what the Sabres' defense is lacking, amongst a lot of other things like speed and scoring and <laughs> defense. <laughs> I don't see him as a top-pairing guy. No. He's, and he's not going to be one on this team. He's a left-handed shot. Darlene's already here. But I see him more as third-pairing defenseman that can occasionally – jump into the second pair, get some top four minutes. I think he can be a second-pairing guy. I think that's his ceiling. Let's hope. Yeah, Let's that's hope. his ceiling. I think he w- he was a safe pick. And I mm-hmm. said this going into the draft. They need to do – they need to make more selections where they don't just go for the safe pick. They need yeah. to pick the guy like a Bodie Wild who has, could be a boomer bust kind of player. I think the Islanders, the fact that Bodie Wild even slid to the Islanders was astonishing yeah. to me. I very high on him, but okay, there yeah. were there were some other guys available at thirty two. Yeah, I think it was thirty two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that I would have preferred over Bodie over Matias Samuelson, but mm-hmm. and Bodie Wild being one of them. But Samuelson, I think he's going to be in the NHL someday. He's a good player. He's going to ooh, what Michigan? No, oh, I forget which team he's going to. Is he playing in the USHL? No, he's going. He's playing college. I forget which school he's going to, but I think he, he could be a one and done. I wouldn't be surprised. He looks like a guy just from watching video that he's very. He has the he has like the frame. Not he has the framework. I'm not talking body, but he has the the tools that are there right now to work with. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've, I've seen. Um, I I wouldn't be surprised if he turned pro next year. Yeah, could possibly maybe even go play in the American Hockey League. I don't see him going more than two years in the NCAA. You're looking up what team he's playing. Well, for he right Western, yeah, Michigan, Western Michigan, Western Michigan, the Broncos. I I wish he would have gone to a better program. I'm, I'm not no, I know, right? Western, Western Michigan, Michigan, but they have a great football team. There, there were. I'm sure he could have gone to a better yeah, a better team. But mm-hmm. he'll he'll be the guy there. He'll be he the will. guy there for sure. He will probably indeed. not right away, but. He'll grow into that role. He will. Okay, and then their third pick, they didn't have a third-round pick, but in the fourth round, the first pick, they took Matei Picard, who, who the, has been in the news lately. The mainstream media, like, loves this guy. Yes. I'm talking nationally, too. Like, I know I mention the hockey news a lot, but I'm an avid reader mm-hmm. of that. And they mention him, like, every issue. Cause He's a good player. This He's time really they mentioned him because he got laid out by Darlene, but yeah. it's like, I keep hearing about Matej Picard. Mm-hmm. And it's like, oh. 
It's exciting. He he does look like a good player. Yeah. He and the stories you hear. I talk about this a little bit in the off season about. It seems like he's a really aggressive guy. Mm-hmm. Like he has a temper to him. Yeah. Every every day at camp, it seems like he's getting in a fight with somebody or uh, some kind of physicality. He's a rat. Yeah, he's a rat. He's a rat. That's what the Sabres. The Sabres need a good rat. And I'm yes, not talking, a good rat, not a bum like no, Jordan not, Nolan. Yeah, not or Jordan Nolan. John Scott. They need yeah. somebody who can actually play hockey. They and need I, a Brad I mention this every single episode, pretty much. Mm-hmm. They really just need. We need a Ryan Kessler. Yes, <laughs> just somebody who can agitate people that can actually play and contribute, mm-hmm. and hopefully Matej Pekar can be that guy. Mm-hmm. Pekar, ever since the draft, well, at first he was supposed to go to Miami of Ohio, and then. He wasn't eligible, so then he was supposed to go back to Sioux City in the USHL, and then he got drafted by the Barry Colts in the OHL. And now last week, he or the other day even, he committed to playing in the OHL. So, And Barry, they're losing Svechnikov. They made a trade there. I think they traded away Dmitry Sokolov, too. He's, I think, I want to say he's going to play in the AHL in Iowa now. He was drafted a couple of years ago, so he's probably aged out of the OHL. So, yeah, Picard, he's going to be a big time player for the Barry Colts. I think that he's going to step up, hopefully, into a top six role. I'm, I'm curious to see how he's going to produce because he was the rookie of the year in the USHL in Sioux City last year. And Chris Baker pointed this out on Twitter the other day. Andrei Svechnikov took the same path, <clears throat> went to the USHL. USHL, one rookie of the year, also played for Sioux City, then went to the OHL, blew it up, got picked second overall by Carolina. Mm-hmm. Now, Picard already got drafted, but let's hope that Matej Picard can have a really good season in the OHL. He's a bit of a vagabond already at a young age, playing for uh, three teams by my account there. So, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Did I'm I lose not, one? I'm not sure which team he played for before. Committed to three. Committed to committed three. Teams. Teams. Yeah. Oh, committed to three. Not yeah. play. Yeah. He's a bit. Uh... Yeah. NCAA Miami. Yeah. Sioux City and then Barry. Sioux City. Oh, and also in prospect news, Connor. Yeah, we. Oh, we also we want to apologize. We oh, recorded yeah. an episode. I want to say two weeks ago. Two weeks but ago. Yeah. Technical difficulties prevented us from getting it up. So. So That's there's nice. a lost episode out there. Yeah, there's somewhere. a lot. Yeah. There's a lot of lost episodes out there. Last year, there's yeah. some, a lot of technical difficulties. Really? We're not, yeah, yeah, a few times. Huh. A few times. Okay. But yes. Yeah. Oh, also, episode before this one, well, before the the lost episode, we hit over one thousand yes. listens for yes. the first time, and I haven't checked. In about Was that a week. the Skin Man yes, episode? The okay. Skin Man. Yeah. We hit. We were over 1,400 listens the last time I checked, which wow. is amazing. Wow. Considering we usually get around. I called it lately. A, we've been getting around 500, but I stopped yeah, looking at 1,000 because I was like, it can't get any better than this. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. Thank you. Yeah, so thank we, you, everybody. We appreciate you all. For yeah. Tuning I mean, in. We when we were recording this in a closet somewhere, yes. <laughs> we uh, and we're not kidding. We were actually we were actually like in a, in a legit co- uh, closet. Uh, we didn't expect that. Yeah, so. we did not. Yeah, that's cool. Thank yeah, you guys. So we appreciate it. Thank you for the retweets and the yes. interaction and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But what we mentioned in the last episode, mm-hmm. uh, Connor Hurley, not yeah. gonna play for uh, University of Minnesota. A young man who lost his way. Seemingly. Yes. Uh, Chris Baker said it yesterday, I want to say. He is trying to find a job in the ECHL. He wasn't even invited to Sabres development camp. This guy's a lost cause. I, I don't even think about Connor Hurley in terms of Sabres prospects anymore. Trying to find a job in the ECHL. And then there's... um. There's also Brett Murray. Murray. Brett, Brett Murray. Murray. I, Brett Murray. I saw yesterday where he was... He, he's going back to college. He... Decommitted from yeah he left Penn State where he uh, barely people, played yeah he, he barely played at all people mm-hmm. were saying that he could be going to the OHL to play for Oshawa who hold his rights mm-hmm. but I saw yesterday that he's going to play in the USHL and then go back to the NCAA I'm I'm looking it up right God, now that just sounds like that sounds like it a, sounds like a kid the who Connor Hurley situation it sounds like of. a kid who goes to college for like community college for a year 
says this isn't for me and goes and works and says, you know, I'm going to give it another try. <laughs> like, that's what it sounds like to me. But those were remnants of a long ago dark past. Were they both? I know one of them was a Murray pick. It was a Tim Murray pick. Yes. Was Connor Hurley too? Connor or Hurley was, he was a Darcy pick. Okay. He was picked very high so one in of the, the last... 2013 second round. Oh, the tw- 2013 draft was good at the time. Like, at the time, they were talking about that this could be like a 2003 draft. But a lot of the players Ugh. just haven't really panned out. So many of the first round pick, especially in the late first round, but that happens mm-hmm. in most drafts. But the second round, a lot of the top end guys in that second round haven't panned out. Zach Vicali comes to mind, who yeah. they were talking about is one of the best goalie prospects of all time. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Jeff Cox, 22 hours ago, Buffalo Sabres prospect Brett Murray will transfer to Miami after playing the 2018-19 season with Youngstown in the USHL. And Murray, of course, played with the Youngstown Phantoms uh, after his draft year. So it was draft plus one year. And he did very well. I was excited about Brett Murray. Yeah. Because he was so good, and then he transferred halfway through the season to Penn State and just never played. He was a guy, I didn't even know he existed. Yeah, he was the, 90, Until... he was the 99th overall pick. And then Montreal picked Victor Mete, the pick after, and I oh, knew right there then and there mm-hmm. after watching London in that Memorial Cup run, like... You done messed up, Tim yeah. Murray. You done messed up. But yes. that's a classic Tim Murray move. <clears throat> Moving on to the Connor Sherry trade, it was a twenty, a conditional 20, twenty nineteen fourth round pick, which could turn into a third round pick to the Pittsburgh Penguins for Connor Sherry and Matt Hunwick, and of course that fourth round pick will turn to a third round pick if. Connor Sherry scores 20 goals or has 40 points, a combination of either of the two, or if Matt Hunwick is traded before the 2019 draft. So, what do you think about this trade now that you have some time to think about it? I still love it. Yeah. A, lot of, a lot of people didn't... It seems like a lot... Not as many people know of Connor Sherry as I thought. Or they don't. they don't really get his talent as I thought um, I think looking back at the hockey world has it's kind of shocked me because I think it's unanimous that Sabres won the trade of course but um, Sherry's a really good player he's going to come in uh, probably be on the first line I'd say with he'll Jack. be in the top six yeah he, yeah. he will absolutely be uh, he'll be a guy who fluctuates throughout the season mm-hmm. but I'm still in love with the trade. I think Hunwick is... I remember when the trade first happened, everyone thought, oh, well, Hunwick, we're just going to flip. I think Hunwick's going to be one of our top eight defensemen. Probably he's going to be an extra, most likely. Um, you never know. The defense could sink again this year, and Bogosian could get hurt. Or, yeah, exactly. Um, and That's what's important, because mm-hmm. you got nine, ten NHL-ish defensemen. Yeah, and I don't and think... A couple injuries, you still got some guys, because... In the years past, you get a couple injuries, you're decimated, it's over. Mm-hmm. You can't recover. They have depth now. Right. Yeah, and, of course, the condition attached to, to Hunwick as well, you aren't going to trade him. And plus, Nobody we, will take him. Right. He they has won't, another they, year. They won't take him. Too. Plus, we need NHL defensemen, NHL caliber defensemen. Hunwick's played a long time. I remember he had a hat trick against us with the Leafs in the preseason. Remember that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, I mean, he, he can play. He's a veteran presence, and I think it's – it's never too bad to have um, a solid uh, NHL guy on your uh, depth chart. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's a fine trade. A third-round pick or, th- or a fourth-round pick. If the Sabres are getting a fourth-round pick, the trade didn't work out pretty much. Mm-hmm. Sherry's getting, I believe his cap hit is $3 million, I want to say. But I think that's a fair price for decent top six forward. Mm-hmm. I get he played with Crosby, and that definitely boosted his production mm-hmm. a lot. At the same time, though, like, think about all the guys who didn't play, who played with Crosby that didn't yeah. produce, like Sherry, mm-hmm. you know, because there's certainly some out there. It takes good players to play with great players. Yes, a great player, like, you can knock Anders Lee, but it takes a good player to identify when a Matt superstar... Mammals. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a great player to identify when a superstar is going to make a decision and Mm-hmm. react to that so to understand their game because that's what you got to do when you're in that position so it takes a better player than most people think to really gel with 
a superstar like that. And I, I hope that by when it's all said and done, the Sabres are giving the Penguins a third-round pick instead of a fourth-round pick. Mm-hmm. If Sherry gets to that 20-goal mark, that's good. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be worrying about if it's a third or a fourth. A year pick. ago, if you asked me, should the Sabres trade a third-round pick for a guy who can get 40 points, hell yes. Yeah. With where we were at last year, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like, Let's not forget, this team got shut out or scored one goal in, like, ten straight games. We didn't get shot times. That's hyperbole. But, like, three straight games shut out, and we had numerous shutout streaks. We are the lowest-scoring team in the National Hockey League. Think of where we were about 13 months ago or 14. Would that be it? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, about that. Um, yeah, yeah, whatever. You know what I'm saying. Think of where we were and just think, we don't have to worry about that now because we have goal scorers on the team. Yeah. We got points. We have points now. Guaranteed points. Yeah. Is what this trade yeah. gave us. Sherry's not going to disappear. They lost O'Reilly. I wish I would have done the math on this, but they lost O'Reilly, mm-hmm. which that that's a big hit. I think we mentioned this in the lost episode that yeah. we did. But it's necessary because yeah. you look at how you look. The depth is there now. Mm-hmm. I'm obsessed with depth. Like, you need it. I don't care if it's... Yeah, we just, yeah, we just said you have a couple injuries, and yeah. then Kyle Criscolo is in your lineup. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. No, Not anymore. exactly. Like, um, I've been looking at football a lot lately, and if a guy gets injured and you don't have enough defensive linemen on your team, you're screwed. Or you, you, need, you need guys who can come in, is what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. So the Sherry trade, good. I can't complain. I, mm-hmm. yeah, it's it's a solid trade. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Of course, the it, it was a cap dump. The Penguins cleared money to sign Jack Johnson for some reason <laughs> that I can't explain. Yeah, I don't. But you got older. You got to take advantage of those teams because mm-hmm. they didn't want to clear cap space to sign overrated defenseman Jack Johnson. They gave him five year deal for some reason. Putting a lot of faith in a guy like. Uh, Dominic Simone and uh, Aston Reese. Yeah, they're well. hoping that a guy like Dominic Simone or Zach Aston Reese mm-hmm. can. Because those are the two the top role. prospects, probably, right? Yeah, pretty yeah, much. That's, mm-hmm. And that's sad that they're their top prospects. Like Daniel Sprong, as well, who is their top prospect, yeah. mm-hmm. should come in. They didn't have a first round. Yeah, they didn't have a yeah. first round pick last year. They, they Pittsburgh is going, are going full New York Rangers, just no first round picks. Because their last first round pick that they drafted was, I want to say. Uh, it wasn't Gustafson, right? No, Gustafson was a second, was a second round pick round. in 2016. It was uh, Kasperi Kapanen, but then they traded him uh, in the yeah. Phil Kessel trade. Yeah. And then before that, jeez, I, I I think it was Derek Pouliot, but then they traded him to Vancouver. I, yeah. So then it was... Oh, yeah. Oh, it was uh, Olimata, drafted mm. in the same draft. Olimata. As 2000, told 2012 was the last time the Pittsburgh Penguins drafted in the first round. Yikes. They're on that path that when, the Blackhawks oh, went on. Big when, time. When it, when the, you know what, hits the fan, mm-hmm. it's going to it's gonna get ugly. Yeah, it's it gonna is. It's going to get very, very ugly. Heads are going to roll. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. When, if Crosby, when, when, it's, and this could be years from now. Mm. Crosby and Malkin, they start to decline. Because they're better than Kane and Taves. Yeah. You know, yeah. Obviously. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It, it's going to get ugly in Pittsburgh yes. really fast. they got to start keeping their picks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 Especially they're going to have some earlier playoff exits as well, so they're going to be mm-hmm. more valuable picks. Okay. Uh, so, after the Sherry trade came July 1st, which made a couple moves. Carter Hutton, Scott Wedgwood signed. Hutton will be splitting time with Linus Allmark in that here. And Scott Wedgwood should be the Rochester Amherst starting goaltender for the start of the season. And both pretty good moves. Carter Hutton, a three-year contract worth $2.75 million. I probably sure. would have rather had Wedgwood than Johnson last year. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like, Scott Wedgwood's a good goaltender. He is. He's a, he, and he's, again, um, I remember if, more as a devil, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. If... Allmark or Hutton get hurt. You got a guy who can come up yes. in Wedgwood that is not going to be horrible. Yeah, uh, I, yeah, I'm feeling a lot better about our goaltending depth. I, the, I mean, the next guy up was Adam Wilcox after, you know, yeah. uh, 
I mean, of course, Allmark's up here now. Uh, Wedgwood, very good starter for Rochester, and uh, I'm confident because that. You see that David Leggio is working out with. I did the Sabers. Right I did. Now. Yeah. I wonder if he's going to be. In, Invited to training camp. Has he been playing in the AHL though? He's been playing in Germany. He's been playing overseas. Okay. I know that. Because um, if they, I don't. I'm not. I'm not giving up on Jonas Johansson by any no. means. I don't think that he's gonna be anything special. But I mean, get some so maybe, get some looks at guys. Maybe you, know? you can because I know they signed Wilcox to an AHL deal. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what their plan is. Is your plan to go with Wedgwood and Wilcox, Wedgwood and Johansson? Are you going to put Johansson and Wilcox in Cincinnati and then bring in Leggio? If that's if Leggio is even invited, maybe he'll want to go back overseas get the, some more money. The tandem I'd like in Rochester is if you're going uh, for all-out success, you go with Wedgwood and Leggio. I would if like you're going for development. You go with Johansson in Rochester. I want Wedgwood and Johansson and ECHL. Wilcox has played there anywhere, I believe, yeah. for most of his career. So, or maybe they, I, I don't know how many goalies you can keep on your roster in the AHL. Yeah, I don't know either. But maybe they'll just keep Wilcox. There's the teams who have had like eight goalies play down there though last season. Like yeah. if you go on like hot, uh, if you just look it up on the AHL website, it's funny. Okay, so solid signings. And then later that night, the Ryan O'Reilly trade happened. Ryan O'Reilly traded to the St. Louis Blues. For a 2019 first-round pick, a 2021 second-round pick, Tage Thompson, Vladimir Sabatka, and Patrick Berglund. So, uh, at the time of this trade, I was very, very excited. Uh, my tone has kind of gone down a little bit. I still think it was a fine trade. I'm not going to say it's armed robbery by nah. any means, but I think they did very well. I, I, Five assets for one player. He's a very good player. I'm not going to crap on the guy by any means. A lot of people like to crap on guys as they're walking out the door, but he's a very good player. He's a constant 55, 60-point player. Very good second-line, third-line center. I don't think he's any more than that. Uh, The Blues are looking to improve and try and get over the hump, and I think that this is going to end up helping out the Sabres long-term because the first-round pick, it's top-10 protected as well, but... Say they're pick, say they underachieve again. You're picking like 17th, 18th, something like that. You're getting a great, a very, very good prospect with all three of these first round picks that they have. Mm-hmm. If Tage Thompson can have a season like Alex Tuck did in mm-hmm. Vegas last year, which I think oh, is yeah. a legitimate possibility, that's another 15, 20 goal scorer that you just added on your roster. Mm-hmm. With those two pieces alone, the first round pick and Thompson, you've pretty much already replaced. O'Reilly's goal production, maybe even doubled it. And then you got Patrick Berglund, who went healthy. He might be able to chip in 15 to 20 goals. He's done it in the past, mm-hmm. but of course his contract is kind of a burden more than anything. And then Sabatka, he's a really good bottom six player. He can play center, left wing, or right wing. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, it's a solid trade. And then the second round pick in 2021, you can trade that at a trade deadline for a defenseman or something like that. Add to your team. Both teams certainly got worthy compensation. It was one of the fairer deals I've seen. It's not laughable like we've seen in the past with other teams. But usually when both fan bases are like, oh, we robbed you, it's a fair trade. It's a fair trade, yeah. Yeah, because you would click on a St. Louis Blues tweet, and Mm -hmm. then they're like, oh, my God, this is armed robbery. Mm -hmm. And then you'll see the same thing from a Sabres fan point of view. Yeah. I think it's a fair trade, and that's perfectly fine for both teams to be happy with what they got. Yeah. Now, if you want to hurry up this rebuild, this trade had to be done. Of course, they say face-offs win hockey games, but we we, we were not going to be in the position to win hockey games if we didn't make this trade. Yeah. We wouldn't have the, the bottom six face-offs guys. Face-offs didn't win us many hockey Face games. Off, yeah, year. face-offs did not win us many hockey games. And if we don't make this trade, then we don't get the pieces, we don't get the assets that we have that we can use to make this team a winning hockey team. And get in the position where face-off do indeed win you hockey games. Because we weren't at that point. So I'm 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 still in favor of the trade. Uh, I like it. I, I, like I still it. like it. I don't think it's armed robbery by any means yet. Mm-hmm. But they're going to miss O'Reilly. But yeah. in the long term, I think... I think if they didn't trade for Jeff Skinner, they would be in trouble. 
Yeah. They would be in trouble, but yeah, this Skinner. This team has a big hole without Skinner. Yeah. Yeah. And going into the offseason, they had nothing on the left wing. Absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. And then they went out, they traded for Connor Sherry, Jeff Skinner, and they also got Berglund and Sabatko who can also play the wing. Just so. imagine we keep making improvements like this every offseason, like mm-hmm. Bottrell has done so far, in bringing guys that are better on defense and uh, bringing in more forwards like this, continuing to address these needs if things go south this season. But trust the process. Trust the process. Mm-hmm. Indeed. And then some minor signings. They signed their RFAs. All the one-year deals, which was kind of interesting. Bailey, Baptiste, C.J. Smith, Sean Malone, and Danny O'Regan all signed one-year deals. I w- I'd be shocked if all of these guys didn't get at least a handful of games mm-hmm. in the NHL with Buffalo this year. But the real question is, uh, I think that O'Regan... Baptiste and Bailey all require waivers. I'm not sure about O'Regan, but I know Bailey and Baptiste need to go through waivers. I to think get this sent to the AHL. Would anybody claim them? That's the thing. I don't think anybody would claim. Them. I don't think so. I think Bailey's last go at it. Yeah. I think this is his. You don't have that killer instinct, then you're done. He does good when he comes up at first, and then yes, he's then he... and then nothing. There's mm-hmm. nothing. I prefer Baptiste over Bailey because he was able to adjust. Into a bottom six role last year, he kind of changed his game. He was a scorer in junior, but I thought he fared well in the bottom six. He's a guy who can play up your lineup too. He can probably mm-hmm. put him on the power play as well. Malone and O'Regan, I wouldn't be surprised if either one of them can like steal a job from Zemek Skurgensons or Johan Larson yeah. for fourth line center. I wouldn't be surprised at all. Is it likely? I don't know, but I wouldn't be surprised. I think C.J. Smith might be a bigger mystery than most people think. Well, I thought Smith was going to be a lock to make the team before mm-hmm. they made all these trades to uh, add to the left wing. Mm-hmm. But I don't know anymore. He, he doesn't have to go through waivers. It's okay to start him in Rochester at least. If he does well again, I give him a call up. Mm-hmm. Throw him a bone. Like, hey, you're playing well. We're going to reward you. Yeah. Exactly. And, you know, Bailey and Baptiste, they're the kind of guys that every – Every beginning of the season when everyone's putting guys on waivers, I'm like, oh, my God, how, this, there's no way this guy's going to get claimed. If they don't work in the Buffalo's plans, what other team has enough room for them? I'll go through every team in the NHL. There's not many teams that have room for Bailey and Baptiste on the roster. No. I don't think so. But it's going to be tough. I don't think anyone will claim them. Unless it's a team like Ottawa or something, but... But I mean, you can't keep them. Too cheap to even yeah. you can't you can't keep them on your main roster. If there's anybody we sh- that the Sabers should be worried about losing on waivers, probably like Bolu or Gergensen's young guys that were first round picks mm-hmm. that might not make your team. Right. That have to pass their waivers. I think Bolu will pro. Bolu is probably the odd man out. I'm not sure yet. He had a very good training camp last mm-hmm. year. I went to a couple preseason games. He was amazing. I thought he was going to have a good year, but yeah. then. He turned the puck over against the Islanders and gave John Tavares a beautiful pass. And gave, then they gave up a shorthanded goal. It was a great pass. No look pass, but <laughs> yeah, Nathan, I would like to see Bully get another shot. I would too. He's got the skill. I just I don't think don't his know. book is uh, finished yet. I think he he still has he still has some gas left in the tank, so to speak. He's young. He's young. Yeah. He's young. He. He has the skill set, I think. He has speed. He's he's a quick guy. Uh, I'd like to see him get another go at it. Okay, and then came the Jeff Skinner trade, which saw Buffalo trade their 2019 second-round pick. And one thing to note, the Sabres, this is assuming that Sherry scores 20 goals or gets 40 points. They won't have a second or a third-round pick mm-hmm. or a fifth-round pick because of the Scott Wilson trade. So, But they do have three first round picks which that's okay but that makes up for it if they if they're say a seller at the deadline trade Jason you can probably get a third round pick for Jason Pominville if mm-hmm. you retain salary mm-hmm. so that's in the event that they're a seller though so I wouldn't be surprised if they can somehow get those picks back but yeah anyways second round pick of 2019 Cliff Poo a third round pick in 2020 as well as a sixth I forget the other pick. I know there was another I think pick. it was a sixth, sixth round, round pick. Yeah, 2020 20. sixth round pick. Yeah, something yeah. like that. But, yeah, good trade. Uh, Skinner's in the final year of his contract. 
if they don't, I would assume that he'd be willing to sign an extension considering he wanted to one come of the here. only teams that he would waive his no-move mm-hmm. clause to. Mm-hmm. But say if you can't sign, if you can't come to an agreement, he's asking for way too much, you can trade him at the trade deadline. Look at what Boston got, got Boston gave up for Rick Nash. Yeah. You can get way more for Jeff Skinner. You can probably get a first-round pick, a B-level prospect, and like a second-round pick. Mm-hmm. Pretty much doubled what you gave up. Oh, and Cliff Pooh was also in trade. I forgot to mention him. You can double what you gave up. Yeah. Um, and then you got four first-round picks. Or maybe you can get a 2020 first-round pick. Something like that. I'm still a huge fan of this it's trade. It's a win-win. Uh, the skin man is going to look great in the blue and gold. Mm-hmm. That is for sure. And, uh, again, that's guaranteed goal scoring right there, baby. Guaranteed goal scoring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. A potential 40-goal scorer. He's going to score 20. And you know what? When I, 20 every year. When I said Sherry was going to be on the first line, I forgot. Yes, you forgot. I forgot the skin yeah. man was here. So, Jeff Skinner. On paper, Jeff Skinner is the first line left wing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. But. And you hope he's with Reinhardt, too. On it, the, uh, it's all about what fits. Mm-hmm. Will Sherry play better when he's with Eichel? Right. Are you going to get more out of Connor Sherry if he's with Jack Eichel? That's the question. Mm-hmm. I think you will get more out of Connor Sherry if he's with Jack Eichel. Will it help Casey Middlestat if he's got a gun like Jeff Skinner on his wing? Mm-hmm. And I think it's worth the shot. Put it in, put them together in training camp, see what works best, mm-hmm. and it's fine. I don't care what lines look good like right. on paper. Give us the best on-ice product yeah. that's going to work best. Mm-hmm. I want to see if Jeff, if Casey Middlestat can develop better, if he's got Jeff Skinner on his win, put Jeff Skinner on his win. Mm-hmm. I don't care. Yeah. Next season is about growth for me. It's not all about that's so exciting. Standing. Because I want to see these guys develop. It's all about the young players for me next season. Yeah. It. We have interchangeable parts now. Mm-hmm. So you could have Eichel with Skinner one night, then Middleset with Skinner, and Eichel with Sherry, and yeah. So but then many people will get mad parts. because they're changing the lines oh every game. God, the the Sabers aren't the only. Remember, the Sabers aren't the only team. That lines change lines all the time. Game. Yes. The reason the HBK line was such a phenomenon is because they were together for like all, yeah. all season in the playoffs, like. Lines don't stay together. And then when they were broken up, it was like a shock. Yeah. Like, lines don't stay together. It's not It's not how the NHL works. It's not – I don't think it's a healthy way to operate when you're facing the different – uh, yeah. You're facing different kind of teams every mm-hmm. night, too. You, you have to – matchups. You have to have yeah. the right matchups. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. A uh, big fan of the trade still, though. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I like it. – it's, it's a win-win. You got Jeff Skinner for pennies on the dollar pretty yeah. much. And – if you can't sign him, you're gonna get more than what you gave up for him. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a problem with this trade in any way, shape, or form. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, good trade, big win for us. If you had to give us a letter grade for an off season, what would you give it? Oh man, um, well, for me, considering there's nothing, yeah, you go negative in my opinion about this off season, I'm gonna give it an A. Like, there's, n- I have no problem with what they did this man, off season I'm at all. Just, the O'Reilly trade, I'm fine with. Skinner trade, I'm great with. They were able to sign all their RFAs except for Sam Reinhardt. So I'm going to give it. Gonna get done. Goaltenders, I like them. And the Cherry trade, I like it. So yeah. I'm giving it a percentage grade, okay? And based on the listeners' experiences in school in the past, whatever that number equates to is a letter grade. 89%. 89? I'm, I'm, I'm happy with it. You know, something, I don't know why, but I... I'm stingy with the 90s because that's for, like, big boy stuff. You know right. what I mean? Like, the Leafs get a 95%. Yeah, they got that, you know? Rasmus Dahlin, too. That is true. Keep that yeah, Rasmus Dahlin, Dahlin. That's yes. a 100. That's a, yeah, that's that's a 100. Uh, but still, I mean, maybe push to a 91. I'm, you know, floating I'm, between there. I'm going to give it a 95. Though. Which might be, like, an A-. minus. No, 95 because Rasmus Dahlin, the Sabre, keep in mind, the Sabres got the best – Asset in the offseason. We did. We did. They got, I don't care how good John Tavares is, the Sabres got the best asset mm-hmm. in the offseason. Yeah. It, it, it sounds better if I say A minus. I'm going to give him an A minus. Because I'm very happy. I'm very happy with the trades we made. Really, no, no eyebrow raising moves. Yeah. So, I'm, my confidence in Boschel is through the roof. Mm hmm. 
I, I've never felt this way about a, a front office executive. For the Sabres, at least. I know, for the Sabres. I have... You feel, yeah, Darcy Regeer was pretty much here for our entire lives. Yeah, and he was. Tim Murray came around. We all drank the Kool-Aid. We thought he was great. What a mess. He made... Tim Murray made some good moves, though. Like, some of the guys that are coming up, like Olafson, Gooley, some of them were Tim Murray. Tim Murray's picks. best free agent. He made agent. some good picks. He made some good picks. His best free agent signing was Evan Rodriguez. Yes. In my opinion. And that's it. Yes. Evan Rodriguez is a very good player. Though. He is. He's really good. Evan Rodriguez. Hockey News has him on our second line in he, the year. It's possible. It's possible. It's second po- line left wing. I, I, when I was doing the Q&A last night on the Instagram, someone asked if Evan Rodriguez could be a top six forward going long term. I think next year, is a, this season, is a possibility. Absolutely top nine but guy. I don't he's not going to be four. I think he's, because especially with all the first round picks that are coming in mm-hmm. to the fold. Yeah. I don't see him being a top six option for years to come. Yeah. Okay, so that's the off-season recap. Uh, Sam Reinhart, mm-hmm. still unsigned. Now, keep in mind that Rasmus Ristolainen it took him until early October to even sign his contract, mm-hmm. his extension. So th- it's going to get done, most likely a shorter-term, two- to three-year deal. Yes, another bridge contract. So it's going to get done. I wouldn't worry about it. If you're, if they're playing, if the Sabers have faced the Bruins or Sabers are facing the Bruins and Sam Reinhardt is not in the lineup, then I'd start to get worried, and then yeah. you're going to start to hear maybe even trade talk. Mm-hmm. But that's not going to happen. I think but he wants to be here. He wants to be here. There's reports. I was listening to GR the other day that he's excited to greet his teammates. That's why he's at these early yeah. practices. He wants to meet and his he teammates. A good sign. If it's very if he good was going to yeah. hold out or anything, which I'm not no. saying he's holding out or anything. I mean, the silence. He wouldn't be practicing with the team, being with his teammates, if he wasn't intending no. on signing. They're talking contract. He's going to get signed. The silence is deafening when it comes to good or bad. I think it's more so good because it was bad. We'd hear about holdouts and yeah. I just wonder why it's taken so long. Mm-hmm. You know, it's all about money. It's all about money. It's all about the money. Could be. And I think term. yeah, Jeremy White, secret source, said that they're getting closer in terms of dollars. So mm-hmm. that I'm sure this saga will end soon. And by the time we get this up today, maybe it'll even be over. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So tomorrow. Marks the beginning of the Prospects Challenge. We're going to give you the roster. And, of course, the Prospect Challenge, the Sabres are hosting it. And then they got the Devils Prospects, the Bruins Prospects, and the Penguins Prospects. And this should not even be close. <laughs> the Sabres should completely dominate the competition. And it should not even be close at all. I'm going to read you the roster here. And I'm I. this is going to sound like... It's going to sound crazy, but, like, the Sabres' fourth prospect on this list could potentially be a top-two prospect on some of these other teams. Yeah. Me, I mean, fifth prospect. So, starting, we'll start in goal. Uko Pekalukinen and Jonas Johansson. Of course, Uko Pekalukinen now eligible to play in this tournament because he's not playing overseas. And there's another guy who's playing overseas that is also in this, tur- in this tournament, which I don't understand why, but... We'll get to him. So, Lukanen playing for Sudbury in the OHL, and then you got Jonas Johansson. Not very good. Very good goaltender tandem. Mm-hmm. Here. The veteran in Jonas Johansson who's been playing in these tournaments since 2014. So, he's a veteran here. Lukanen, this is his first prospect challenge. Right. On defense, Arvin Atwal, who is, I think, yeah, he's, he was mostly in ECHL in Cincinnati last year, was also at the prospect challenge last year. Sign an AHL deal in Rochester. You got Toby Bisson or Bison. Uh, I'm not familiar with him. I know he signed an AHL deal. I think he played in the Quebec League last year. And then you got Will Borgen, who will wear 33 this year. He'll be in the AHL. And then, of course, you got the horse in Rasmus Dahlin, Brendan Gooley, who, Brendan Gooley, I think he will be the best player mm-hmm. in this tournament for Buffalo. He, of course, he won the Craig Ramsey award for leadership at, at development camp. I Brennan uh, Gooley, he's going to be a guy that is very relied upon. Of course, tw- draft in 2015, this isn't his first rodeo in these tournaments. He's been, yeah, this started in 2015, this whole prospect challenge tournament. So, 
he he's used to this, and I think he's going to be relied upon a lot. And then you got Brandon Hickey wearing number 44, acquired it from the Arizona Coyotes, signed his two-year entry-level deal on July 1st. He'll be very good. He's played all four years at BU as well. And then this is the guy I mentioned earlier wearing number 50, Ascari Loxanen, who is drawing a lot of interest. Lots of, like, Corey Pronman, if you listen to the full 60, yes. Go subscribe to the full 60 podcast. It's a great podcast. Craig Cussins does a great job. He has a lot of great guests on, so make sure you give that a listen. Corey Pronman was on last week, talked some prospects, very interesting. But he said Ascari Loxanen is a very intriguing prospect for Buffalo. And he'll... I think he even said that Loxanen will be playing top pair minutes for Ilves. I don't, I don't know how to pronounce this team's name. Ilves or Ilves yeah. in the Finnish Elite League, too. So is a 19, 20-year-old playing top pairing minutes on a men's club? That's amazing. And this guy is probably one of the more underrated prospects in the organization. I'm surprised he's going to be playing this tournament considering he's playing overseas. Usually that doesn't happen. And then you got Lawrence Pilot, who switched to number 24 after wearing 10 development camp. He's going to be relied upon a lot. Devontae Stevens and then Nicholas Welsh. And that rounds out the defense. So you've got Borgen, Darlene, Gooley, Hickey, Loxanen, and Pilot as a potential top six in this tournament. That is filthy. Those are all potential NHL defensemen. Yeah, that's... Usually these other teams don't have three potential NHL defensemen in these tournaments. Yeah, that is, I want to say, if that was, like, your six defenders in the AHL, yeah, you're looking you'll, be, good. you'll be hard-pressed to not win a championship. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, now on to the forwards, you got Pascal Akin, who signed an AHL deal. I want to say he played in the Quebec League last year. Rasmus Asplund, this is his first go-around in the... Prospect Challenge, really wearing number 74, same number he wore in Sweden for Fariestad. Eric Cornell, who second-round pick in 2014, he's going to be a leader relied upon on this team. I don't think he's got the potential to be an NHL player anymore, more of an AHL guy, but, yeah, still still he'll be an important presence on this team. Cole Koski, who is an invite, he was invited to development camp, uh, plays for the Saginaw Spirit, scored a lot of goals, went undrafted. I'm interested to see this guy. Then they've got Shane Eiserman, not very familiar with him. Vasily Glotov back again. Follower of the Charging Buffalo, too. Good yes. Man. Uh, signed an AHL deal, so I'm excited to see him in Rochester. Also, the you see the Rochester, I mean, the AHL, AHL Live package? Yes, I did. $60. Yeah. Significantly cheaper than it was last year. I'm Absolutely. definitely going to get so it. So it's not, it's not a monthly deal, right? No, it's, I think it's $60 up front to watch, woo. like, if you want to watch the Amherst, it's $60 to $80 wow. to watch everything else. Okay. So it's $20 more to get access to every game. That is awesome. And Hancock, and then here come here come the horses. Casey Middlestead leading the way for the forwards. He'll be wearing number 37. Alex Nylander. And this Nylander, is huge for Nylander. This, this is make or break because he wasn't able to participate in development camp for a minor injury. He needs to dominate this. Mm-hmm. I want to see complete and utter domination out of Alex Nylander, and if we don't see it, I'm going to be severely... I, I don't think I can overstate this enough. I will be severely disappointed if Alex Nylander does not show up here and dominate. Yeah. I want to see... There's three games. I want to see mm, seven points. That's the kind of expectations that I'm putting on mm-hmm. this. He needs to dominate. Because if this is the biggest season for Alex Nylander's development, if he does not show up this season, have a good prospects challenge, have a good training camp, have a great start in Rochester, and if he's not in Buffalo by the halfway point, I'm going to be very disappointed in his development. And then you're going to probably start thinking, "Uh, it's time to part ways with this guy to try and recoup some assets. This season itself is a make or break. Yes, it's a make or break. If he Mm -hmm. does not show that he can play in the NHL by a season's end, it's, yeah. yeah. He's 20. Keep in mind, he's 20. Mm-hmm. He's 20 years old. He's still very young. But the clock's ticking. you got to start showing us. Yes. Andrew Ogilvy, of course, signed out of Notre Dame. He's going to be an important piece to the puzzle in this tournament, wearing number 52. Victor Olofsson, I'm very excited to watch Victor Olofsson. I think he's going to score a lot of goals in this. Mm-hmm. He's got the best shot in the organization. 
He'll be wearing number 41. I, you switch from 61. I'm disappointed. I want to see another guy racing around in number 61. Then wearing number 73, Matei Pakar, who, of course, is eligible playing this. Now he's not playing college. Judd Peterson, who was a 2012 draft pick, who this is his first go-around. He's been playing college for the longest time. My God. Time. Okay. Yeah, he signed an AHL deal. He'll be playing in Rochester. Miles mm-hmm. Powell, who I'm not very sure who he is, but I think he played at RIT. So there's Local that. Boy. And then Tage Thompson, who was not at development camp. That's straight up an NHL caliber guy right there yeah, on this Tage team. Thompson, yeah. number 72. We got him. Yeah. So that's a good forward group. That's a great defensive core. And then your goaltending is looking fine as well. So... The Sabers will run away with this prospects tournament, and they should. Did win? Did they win last year too? I can't remember. I kn- no, I know they, they won the I think first one. Boston might have won last. They won year. the first one. I think Boston might have. The won first the one was one Eichel. Yeah, Eichel. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. I remember that. Yeah. Jeez, I remember that first one. The first game, I went there, and then I'm sitting center ice with my cousin, and. Eichel just gets the puck, races down the ice like five seconds in and scores, and I'm like, yeah. wow, this is this is real. Like that's the equivalent if Rasmus Dahlin picks the puck up behind the net, goes end to end, and just roofs one. Yeah. Like it, there was just no better feeling than seeing Jack Eichel just score a goal of five, like six seconds into the game against Boston, and I just high five my cousin like, wow, <laughs> we did it. Yeah, we did it. Oh jeez, we have our guy. Uh, the memories, the memories. Okay, well, I just got a notification about from Pierre LeBron. I'll read it in a second. <laughs> but, yeah, so that's it for the Prospects Challenge. They play Friday against the Devils, Saturday against the Bruins, and they're off Sunday. They play Monday Monday afternoon against the Penguins. Oh. I don't know what's going on Monday afternoon, why they would be facing the Penguins at 1230. But no, I know. I remember it being that way uh, last year, though, too, around this time. Um, but... Yeah, I'm I'm quite excited. Yeah, I remember last year was kind of the same uh, for the times at which everything took place. We were kind of wondering. I still remember last year the anticipation and waiting for the first line combos to come out. Mm. I remember we were sitting around and uh, we were we were looking and we see like Pominville with Eichel and they're like, oh, what? Mm, not, like, anymore, not, anymore, not anymore. Not anymore. Not anymore. Please. So no more Eichel and Pominville. I'm sure it'll be. Uh, more in the same vein like that, the anticipation we building for just who will be Jack's top pairing guy, top line guy. Uh, exciting time for personnel, I gotta say. We're gonna get a good look at these guys. Okay. Yeah. So on to questions. We'll start with Twitter first. We'll start with Twitter first. We I, sometimes we neglect the, the Twitter questions. We forget about them. So I'll just pull it up right now as quick as possible if the Wi-Fi holds up. Uh, sorry, this is taking so long. Okay, got a few of them. Uh, Depressed Buffaloes asks, what are we going to be talking about seven months from now? This is a great question. Also, oh, will you be at the home opener? I will be at the home opener. I'm going to try to be at the I'm home opener. I'm going with my friend mm-hmm. Maxwell. I'm very excited. We're going to go all in, get some... <laughs> Get some chicken wings before there seven one six. We're gonna get center ice. Here you go. Blow blow a hole in my pocket. But yes, I'll be at the home opener. I'm excited. Uh, what are we gonna be talking about seven months from seven now? Seven months from now. Seven months from now, I'm gonna be guessing that we're gonna be talking about Jack Hughes. Really? Yes. <sighs> it's sad, but yeah. I'm gonna talk about. Um, all right, we're gonna be talking about. Whether Wait, seven months from now, my math is off. Whether Rasmus Dahlin or Casey Middlestat will win the closest Calder Trophy race in history. Okay. <laughs> I hope. So that is what I anticipate. Okay. Next one comes from Buffalo Nino. He says, do you see Dahlin, Middlestat, Nylander, Gulu Thompson playing in the Prospect Challenge games this weekend, barring injury, of course? And, yes, they will be playing. They will be. I figure Asplund Olfsson are locks to play in all three to get normalized in the North American service. Oh, okay. He's asking if they're going to play in all three. Okay. Uh, I'm sure Nylander will be playing in all of them. Uh, there's so many defensemen. I bet Gooley will probably take one of them off. Mm-hmm. Thompson as well. I think Darlene will probably 
get one of them off, but I would imagine that Nylander will get in all of them for sure. Yeah. Just to get looks. And, you know, as you said, I think Asplund and Olofsson will probably get in all three of them just to get acclimated to the North American game a little more. Get their feet wet a bit. because they're newcomers. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good question. And then Nick asks, what do you think about these player-organized workouts at the Harbor Center? Good sign. The guys are ready to go. Oh, great sign. Yeah, very good yeah, sign. Yeah, lots of guys are coming into town. Skinner and Sabaka yeah. were in town yesterday. They're putting in the work. Did you, you know? see what number Sabaka was wearing? I know Berglund's wearing 10. It wasn't 17, was it? Uh, that's what I would figure that he's wearing. I'm not sure, though. Uh, I thought I saw a tweet yesterday about a 17 and a 10. Mm-hmm. So yeah, 10 is Berglund. Yeah, I would so imagine that Sabaka's it probably, wearing it probably is Because he wore 71, 71 yeah. but that's taken by Evan Rodriguez. Right. Okay. Now back to the Instagram questions. The Press Buffaloes, again, check out the Broken Bandwagon podcast. They do a great job. Uh, I ask, how is WGR? Of course, if you didn't know, I started my internship at WGR a couple weeks ago. It's going great so far. Good. I'm having a good, good time. So, yeah, I'm enjoying my time there. It's going well, then. Yes. Will any preseason be on TV or just radio that comes from Allison uh, it'll probably just be on radio there will probably be maybe one of the final ones on TV but a couple years ago they faced the Capitals and the Capitals were televising them they did like simulcast though yeah the, about three TV three stream. or four of them were on TV last year I believe yeah so probably the same I wouldn't be surprised if the Toronto one is on. Maybe mm-hmm. you can find a stream. There's if always they're a facing Toronto a Canadian one. team. You can find a stream. Mm-hmm. Believe me. Uh, who are the prospects you expect to be in the WJC? That comes from Her. I can't pronounce your name. Sorry, Hergogis. Uh Picard will probably be playing for the Czech Republic. Lukanen. Lukanen will be on for Finland. Samuelson awesome. most likely for Team USA. Mm-hmm. Those are the old, Darlene would be on Team Sweden, but of course he's going to be. He'll in be. Buffalo. He'll have other duties to attend mm-hmm. to. And I'm pretty sure Marcus Davidson is too old to be playing in the Sweden lineup. Mm-hmm. So just a few more minutes here. Uh, Abe. Abe Edits asks, when do you see the Reinhardt deal being done? It'll happen before the season. I'm not going to give you yeah. a time, like a specific day, but he'll, it'll get signed before yeah, the season. Yeah, honestly, between now and the start of the regular season. Mm-hmm. That's... Uh, Casey for Calder, seriously. That comes from Jordan. There's a case. There's a case. Certainly. I think him, Pedersen, Darlene, they all got a shot. I think it's easier for a forward to win it than a defenseman. Mm-hmm. I do believe. Uh, next one, Patty. Yeah, Sabres re-sign Skinner next season or make a push for Artemi Panarin. If you sign Skinner, you're not going to be able to sign Panarin pretty much. Right. Uh, I would say I'd rather just re-sign Skinner, the yeah. guy who wants to be here. Panarin is, seems like a bit of a prima donna. Favorite 2019 draft prospects you could see us getting in the mid-first round? That comes from Jake. So... Uh, of course, I'm a big fan of Peyton Krebs. He's probably going to be more of a guy that the Sabres will target with their own first-round pick, which would probably be in the top ten. I, I'm pretty big on Nick Robertson and Ryan Suzuki. They're both in the OHL. Alex Turcotte is very good, but he's probably more of a guy in the early first round. Phil Broberg, he had a really good Ivan Holinka. Vasily Podkolzin, same thing, he had a really good Ivan Holinka. Those are just a few guys that come to mind right away. Uh, would you play Nylander on Casey's wing? That comes from Ready to Rumbo. No. Not right away, but nah, you it, would hope eventually. Too too much youth. Too mm-hmm. much youth at once. Possibility of Larson getting waived. Mm, mm, I don't know. Possible, but I doubt it. I doubt it, yeah. There's guys like him and Gergensen who have just been here too long mm-hmm. to be waived, I feel like. B. Fenny 97 asks, does Gooley make the team out of camp? Uh, I think there's a chance he goes back to Rochester, but I would be very surprised because I he's one of the only guys. Him and Thompson are one of the only guys that could pass their waivers. Yeah, they don't have to go out in waivers, so I wouldn't be surprised if both of them end up in Rochester just because they don't want to waive anybody. But I think they're gonna. He's gonna be in Buffalo to start. Yeah. Uh, do you think Buffalo would trade one of their first three first rounders? I hope they don't, uh, but. Maybe one of them, but I, think we I would could. hold on to all of them. Mm. Uh, we'll do a couple more. 
underrated player slash prospect. For prospect, I'm going to go with Loxman or Marcus Davidson. Player. Und- underrated, underrated player. player. Mm-hmm. Patrick Berglund. Really? Patrick, yeah, I'm just underrated. I think Patrick Berglund yeah, is I think a fine about player. This one. Um, I am going to go with Connor Sherry. Connor Sherry? Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like Patrick Berglund. Mm-hmm. Uh, what's going on with Jared? Oh, he's we, doing we, swell. We can't, we can't say what's going on with Jared, but it's very exciting news, and we're all very happy for him, but we can't say anything else. But Indeed. He will let you all know on Twitter soon enough. But we'll let the man himself Yes, we're very you. happy for him. Yeah. For these, this news. I think we're going to end off on that. We're going to yep. end off on that. Right at the one hour mark, so. Yeah. Yeah. Once again, we appreciate you all for listening. Let us know how, let us know what you think about our podcast. Uh, yeah. DM us, Twitter, Instagram. We always love to see your, hear your feedback. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at JoeTCBNHL, and you can follow Luke on Twitter at LVKETCB. And if you enjoyed, subscribe to us on iTunes, Charging Buffalo Podcast. Follow us on SoundCloud at Charging Buffalo. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at The Charging Buff. And we apologize for the inconsistencies in yes. the summer. There's just nothing to talk about, but we promise you weekly podcasts for now on. Barring Indeed. technical difficulties. Indeed. So, if you enjoyed, let us know, and we'll see you in the next one.